boys are back in the Learn Lead studio, making it happen live this time. Landon, how's it going, man? What is up? What is up? The mic's going to sound a little distant here because we're working with one. Yeah, this is our first time. (laughs) Funny enough, this is our first time doing an in-person experience. almost seems like I haven't seen Landon in forever, but it's been since January. We're really excited to have had the last few days together and uh, really excited to come at you guys for another Learn Lead Thursday. We're used to having two microphones in two different states being able to hit mute when one person's not talking. Now we're going to be able to interrupt each other like we've always wanted to. So, yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, it's actually been easier to do from remote, in my opinion, just from a sound standpoint, yeah. from an interruption yeah. standpoint. Actually, I mean, not we, well, we know, we know how to do it. We know how to do things the way we know how to do things based on the last 24 episodes we've done it a certain way. Yeah. So now we, I come up here and it's like, we're trying to figure all this shit out and figure out the logistics of it. And, I mean, we're doing fine. It's good. Episode 25 we're at. CJ Finley, super excited to have you guys listen to him. He's been amazing. He uh, is the owner of Thrive on Life, where they thrive together, strive together. That's what it's all about in creating communities and a team to really excel at what they want to do. And we're really excited to have him share his value that he has on. We just got back from lunch with Dr. Ryan, who we had on in episode 11, an amazing chiropractor and mindset coach. And uh, he just gave us some great tips and we're so excited to have connected with him. Thanks, Doc. So before we started recording, Tony and I were talking about all the reviews that we've gotten and just the the track record at this point, over 25,000 downloads. We got you know a, a solid handful of five-star reviews and some good written reviews out there on Apple. We really just appreciate you guys listening and following and, and, and absorbing the content and giving us good and bad feedback. Uh, we welcome all of it. Yeah, definitely want to thank uh, specifically a couple people that I saw with some amazing reviews. So uh, I wrote down three here that I want to give special recognition to. And really, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you are that uh, you uh, we, we wanted you to get the recognition that you deserve. So Phil Coke, who hopefully it's the baseball player, Phil Coke. That'd be great. If not, Phil Coke, you're also an amazing person. And I'm excited to have connect with you. Phil Coke says, these young men are onto something. Phil, yes, we are. <laughs> Brizzy Brink. Brizzy Brink. I like the name. In today's world, there's information overload. This podcast pushes through that and gives clear insight into how to improve your leadership. The hosts do a great job of interviewing and helping their listeners learn more and grow. Brizzy I swear Brink, that, wasn't, that wasn't us. I swear. None of us wrote that. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, that's our mission statement. In right. a, in that, a could have been, that could have been our description in web, on the website. Yeah. We, we would pay for that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brizzy Brink. And then Mr. Bahamas. Good content, well-spoken guys, thought-provoking material. Guys, we really appreciate all of that amazingly well-said words, and those go a long way. We're really uh, excited to just keep on bringing value to everyone that we possibly can. Now, of course, Landon's here. We're really excited that Landon's here. We've had a great last couple days, but the only thing I'm not excited about Landon being here is that he's not on the 75 Hard Challenge, and I am. (laughs) And now I'm no longer on the 75 Hard Challenge, so (laughs) that kind of sucks. But we're starting again today. I got him off track, man. I got him. I got him to go to Taco Bell with me. I'm not one of those dudes that just eats shitty all the time, but I I, I definitely enjoy food and I enjoy what the hell I want. Listen, man, <laughs> if it, it's it's not your fault, it's my fault. I had the decision ultimately. You were the influence, 100. I would have never gotten to Taco Bell without you being here. But I had to be the one to order the taco ultimately, and I did. A nice cheese gordita <laughs> crunch it will always go a long way. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's okay. Well, again, if anyone's listening to this, that didn't listen to your description on what the, the, the 75 hard challenge is, give them in 10 seconds, basically what it is. Okay. So you got to do basic things every single day. You got to drink a gallon of water a day, two 45 minute workouts, follow a diet, no cheat meals, no alcohol, and take a progress picture every day. Also read 10 pages of a book. And I was doing it. I was on day 15 until Mr. Landon over here came through (laughs) and, uh, we decided to dive deep into some nice cheesy gordita crunches, beefy nacho burritos. And, and that violated his diet, I guess, is what I'm getting from that, from this, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Taco Bell definitely doesn't fall within the guidelines of what the, was the, the diet. I was doing Bulletproof. I was doing keto. Uh, and so taco know, shells. And, I don't know. What is keto, though? What is a taco Keto is basically no carbs. Nothing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so. That sounds I think, like I think, no life yeah. to me, but I, I respect <laughs> it. You know. no. um, yo, look. What do you want to do with this bits here? I, I, we had an idea. We were messaging each other back and forth actually during an interview about rapid fire questions. Yeah. So in this interview specifically, you guys want to listen to the end here. We do kind of – I submitted on CJ's network. So if people want to ask some questions and people ask some questions. So 
I, at the end, we did a rapid fire session and we told them answer it within 15 to 30 seconds, some of these questions. And so we're thinking, should we do a bit like that and everything and do a rapid fire questioning? I think it'd be cool, but we also want to know your guys' feedback as well. I was thinking about calling it the final four, maybe. The yeah. final four. Yeah. And so it's so funny because Landon tried naming it the final four in the thing. He's like, oh, should we do the final four? And I only had three questions up there. I'm like, oh, do I want to say it? I got to come up with a fourth question. So we kept it out of there. But right. uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. But hey, I mean, we'll let him get into CJ Finley. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before that? I mean, no, I just want to keep on thanking you guys for listening. 25,000 views. It's been a journey. It's been so exciting and we're really excited to keep on growing. We made a lot of content here and so there's going to be a lot of stuff pushing out. Maybe you listened to that content and that drove you over to this episode. So welcome to the Learn Lead family and we're excited to continue to grow with you guys. Everyone have a great day. Keep crushing it. Boom. All right, we got CJ Finley here, entrepreneur and founder of Thrive On Life. How's it going, CJ? How's everything doing? It's amazing. It's Thrive Thursday, bro. So you you got me at the right time. I'm super excited to get into this and looking forward to the conversation. So thank you guys so much for having me on. I appreciate that's it. Something, that's something you guys have been branding, Thrive Thursday? Yeah, it's something I've been doing probably for at least a year now. I just... I, I used to do uh, a Thrive Weekly email newsletter, and then I kind of turned it into like, okay, Thursday is kind of like a weird day for most people because it's like, you're not at the weekend yet, but you still have one more day left. So I branded Thrive Thursday, so it like gives it a little bit more oomph. So that way you have two days back to back where Friday is always a good day, but I want to make Thursday good too. Okay. I like it. We got a uh, hashtag learn lead Thursday. That's when we post our... Uh our episodes every week and so y'all are doing it right sir. perfect yes, i yes, release sir. them on thrive thursday too so that's yeah thursday's the I day love it so tell us a little bit more about yourself tell us about your entrepreneurial journey some past experiences and uh how you got to where you are today yeah so i mean if you want the long-winded story um no i won't go into that um yeah let's but, keep it somewhat concise yeah yeah only like two um, hours two hours yeah. <laughs> no, um, I've always been kind of like a hustler since I was a kid. I was shoveling snow, babysitting, mowing lawns, doing that stuff. I just didn't even know what entrepreneurship was. It wasn't really a thing. I grew up in, uh, I would say, bumfuck New Jersey, um, South Jersey. And literally, there was no Instagram or anything back then. So you couldn't really see what was going on. And I just went to school for engineering. Um, and then what ended up happening was I've always been an athlete. And people would come up to me and see me training and be like, can you train me? And at the beginning, I was pretty naive and I'd say, I don't have time. Um, and then what ended up happening was my coworkers and friends would be like, I'd pay you to train me. And literally, that's how I got into entrepreneurship, quote unquote, was getting paid to train other people and write nutrition plans for them. And that kind of spiraled into reading every single, getting a, literally addicted to reading every single entrepreneurial book, uh, culture building book, brand building book. And I just found this really big passion in entrepreneurship because it helps you create wealth and impact for other people around you. And I was looking for that because I had lost, I used to be an athlete again, I lost my team and I was looking for communities that were pushing themselves. And I kind of realized real quickly that once you go through college and you go to your first job, that community doesn't exist anymore. So that's where entrepreneurship, I found that community and just been running, running and gunning ever since. What was your, what was your sport of choice or sports of choice? So growing up, I was a four sport athlete. I played soccer, hockey, baseball, and basketball. And they kind of started dwindling down um, as the years went on. You're pressured when you go into high school to kind of pick a one sport to focus on to try and get a scholarship. That sport for me was soccer. And I, I chose that sport because my club team at the time was one of the best in the state. So it was kind of, I like to win. I'm competitive. So my other teams weren't that great. Um, and basketball, I'd kind of given up because I was really short and I just couldn't compete anymore. <laughs> so it was just baseball, hockey, and soccer. And I gave up baseball and hockey to just focus on soccer. And then I played uh, D3 at 
Rutgers Camden for a little bit um, and kept playing even in my young professional career. But these days I, I hung up the shoes literally and just, I play the world of entrepreneurship. That's, that's my hustle. Love it. Talk about, talk about that transition. Cause I know Tony and I have, have recently gone through this ourselves. Like, what is it like for, for the athletes that are listening to this, that are playing in college right now and their perspective sport, what advice do you have for them on the transition process and, and just where your head should be at where versus where it shouldn't be at? Man, get rid of the ego. That was the biggest thing uh, that I kind of realized real quick was when you're an athlete and you're a high high achieving athlete, you got fans, you got people cheering you on, your your friends and family are coming to your games. Um, and when you kind of take that swag into the entrepreneurial world, it doesn't transfer. The people that kind of – and the reason it doesn't transfer is because – Entrepreneurship is very hard and there is no glitz and glamour in the beginning. There is no, there's no W, there's no clear win. And when I played sports, it was like you hustle and you work hard for 90 minutes in soccer, you score a couple goals, you win the game, right? And then you do that consistently over season, you win the championship. In entrepreneurship, there is no championship. There is no W. It's you have to make that and define that yourself and the fastest way to start succeeding is to really reduce your ego and say, I don't know shit. And even when I start learning more, the more I know, the more I realize I don't know. So I surround myself with people that know way more than me, have done amazing things, and I pick their brains on what should I not do. And that was not something like in sports, like when you're hanging around your team, you're practicing a lot and you're, you're picking guys' brains. But I mean, when you're younger, you don't really have the sense of self-awareness, I would say it is, that I need other people to grow. And in, when you're competing, it's like that other, per, that other team like is not for me. Like I'm not going to go hang out with that other team. But when you're an entrepreneur, you want to hang other, around other entrepreneurs that might be your direct competitors because they're going to have advice that's going to directly impact you versus, again, when you have ego, it's like, no, nah, I'm too good for them. I don't want to talk to them. They're, they're my competition versus there really is no competition. Like Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, they all have to work together at some capacity to make their platforms work as well as they do. So it would be naive when you're on the ground level. That was the biggest thing that I kind of had to get over was reaching out to people and asking for help. Because when you're an athlete, like it's not like it wasn't like that, at least in my experience, it was, I'm just going to work really hard and like good things are going to happen, but that'll get you in the, in the, in the rabbit hole of working in the office that's not where the answers are. Like just working really hard by yourself, thinking you're doing these really cool things is not what's going to get you ahead in the entrepreneurial game. All the answers are outside the office. 100%. What is your championship now? What is what, what is what you strive for right now? What's what's your what's your vision? Hmm, that's a great question. I think the answer is it depends on the day. <laughs> um, I'm a human being at the end of the day. So you always wake up and you, you have good days and you have bad days. I strive to, my championship is if I can look at the end of the day and have lived in alignment with my core values and surrounded myself with people that made me 1% better that day, I won the game. Um, money will come and go. Material items will come and go. All those things come and go. But the things that I really remember in life is the times that I had with other people. And when we solved the problem or did something really exciting together as a group. And a good example is, I think two or three weeks ago, we went out on a boat. One of my clients, um, Float on Boat Rentals, amazing company out here in Austin, Texas. Shout out to David. He's an amazing human being um, and has built his company from the ground up. And we got connected and I've been helping him uh, and he's been helping me. And it's a mutually beneficial relationship. And we got to bring the team out there for the day. We shot content for them and for a couple other brands. And we all come together as a team and put together this really good package of pictures and videos. And that experience, you can't pay for 
Like you just can't pay for. So that would be representation of a W for me, where seeing the smiles of the team, seeing everybody working on something that they're passionate about, solving problems for multiple different brands and companies. And then I get to go home to my wife and say, hey, this is what we did today. This was an amazing day. And I'll never forget that. So that's kind of what I define as like my championship these days is just memories where I'm solving problems with people that I love to be around that are pushing me 1% better. And I think your hat says it all. I mean, for those that don't know, you, if you're listening to this on audio, we're also going to have this up on Zoom. So I'm I'm looking at CJ right now. His hat says, strive together, thrive together. And that's about a symbol of the unity that he uh, he values and being together with people and growing as a uh, as a team. And so now to transition about that, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your current project right now, Thrive on Life? Yeah, so it started... And a lot of people don't know this, um, but it started because of death. Um, and that's where Thrive on Life comes from. Um, it, my wife's uh, father passed away in a spin class. So fitness is really big in my life and my wife Erin's life. And we both run, we both work out, we both take care of our nutritional needs and we help other people in that aspect too. We don't do it for money anymore. We do it just because we love it. And Thrive on Life really started as us showcasing how we were thriving and how we were striving to just get 1% better every single day through physical, mental, and spiritual health. And that idea started, and I have a, uh, for those that are listening and can't see, I have a heartbeat tattoo on my forearm to as a reminder to make every heartbeat count, to not waste any of my energy on negativity or a lot of people make problems up in their own lives. When I let my ego get the best of me, I look at this thing and be like, I can solve anything that's thrown my way um, because I'm still alive. And it reminds me that it can be taken from us at any given moment. And he was in a spin cast, passed away. And I've known my wife since I was 10 years old. Um, we weren't dating at the time, but when he passed away, I sent her a note and we just started communicating for three years back and forth. Like, Hey, how's your job? This or that. And I was living outside of New York city and wanted to get out. I was working at UBS wealth management and I just really wanted more from life. And I saw her, this is when Instagram started popping off a bit. She made a fitness account and she was quote unquote thriving in my eyes. And I was like, I need to visit you. Like I haven't seen you in years. I went out there and we just, we hit it off. We were talking about business ideas and dreams and what we wanted to do. And it just started one day where <laughs> I made CM Fitness. That was my account. She made me make a Instagram account. And like two months into it, I was like, this is not me. I don't like the focus on me. I like to focus on like community and building something bigger. I want something bigger. I just don't know what it is. So I was working with nonprofits and I'm just like, I want to start a nonprofit to help people thrive. And that turned into, I started sitting down with other people in nonprofits and they said, there's a lot of red tape and you're better for, by, you're better off making a for-profit and then a, a spinoff nonprofit so that you can fund your own nonprofit. Because if you start a nonprofit, you just become a fundraiser. Um, that's what you spend a lot of your time doing is raising money to keep the nonprofit alive versus I started looking into the structures of LLCs and different things. So then one day we, we literally, I give her all the credit. She came up with the name. Um, and I, I, I was stuck on thrive. Um, but eventually it was just like, what do we want to like showcase to the world? Like we want people to feel alive. We want people to come alive okay, thrive on life. And then we locked up the handle and then I locked up the website and everything else. Um, and that's really what it started off as. Now I'm going to go really quickly into what that became. So today it started off as just my story and, and what we were doing, but I got really hooked on helping like your guys' podcast thrive. I got really hooked on helping other people thrive. I started realizing that was my knack. That's why I love sports was I miss the team right? It was cool to post about myself, but like, that's not really what was driving me. Like I missed my team. So I created it and I would do weekly shout outs of people like yourselves, like, Hey, check these guys out. That's what started that growth. And then once I started shouting people out, they'd say, Hey, I'd love to get on a call with you. And then I, I 
am a systems engineer and realize real quick, like, hey, you can build this or you can do this and you're going to scale and you're going to impact more people. So today our whole riff is we help mission-based people, brands and businesses thrive. And I kind of run through a problem solution result that we try to get. So the problem that we solve is there's a lot of small business owners, freelancers, or even people that are still in the corporate world right now that want to start or scale their ideas, but it's really overwhelming because there's so much that you need to do and so much knowledge you need to have. And then also on top of the overwhelm, you don't have anybody keeping you accountable because it's a very lonely journey. So when you're a CEO or you're that small business owner, there's no one that kind of gets you, right? So the solution that we provide is one, I do get you. I know what it's like. I know the struggle. So does the team, but we help you basically build out your project management processes, simple processes that are going to keep you accountable. But then we also help you implement systems in finance, uh, operational systems, technology, branding, marketing, social media, and sales so that you can do more of what you love and less of those administrative tasks that kind of weigh people down. And the result that we really get people is I've helped corporate people quit their jobs to literally make more money doing what they love. I've helped freelancers hire and contract out work that allows them to scale what they actually love to do. So for instance, if you're a videographer, giving somebody else the editing so that you can go shoot more because videographers love to be on site and shooting. And a lot of them like behind the scenes editing isn't necessarily their, their passion. So we'll align them with an editor that really is passionate about editing and then merge those two people the better help, help that freelancer now build a team or help. Like I've helped upwards of companies making hundred thousand dollar months. So multi-million dollar companies, uh, in revenue basically go from 10 to 20 to 30 employees and give them the operations, um, and systems so that they can, the business owner can take themselves out of the business and start growing the vision again. Because what happens to a lot of businesses is if you're CEO, you start scaling, you're stuck in the business and you're not working on the business. Apologize if that was long winded, but it was a pretty long journey of like where it started to like what we're working on today and where we're going um, and who we help. People helping people help people. Yeah. I like that. Well, Uh, (laughs) it started... I should say this mind mapping is a tool that I use a lot and our mind map for like where we want to go as a company, the way that we define what we want to do at any given moment is like, there's a why there's a what, and there's a how there's a why we do everything we do. There's a what we do and there's a how we get it done. And the why is we want to help millions of mission-based people, brands and businesses thrive just like that slogan. But that's literally impossible for me to sit down and help millions of people. So in one slogan, it's I help people that are already building communities to help others. I help that like, guy at the top help his community because then that helps me hit my goal of that million people that we want to help um, basically thrive on life. Yes, sir. And so now you spoke about the brand as a whole and the services that you provide. Do you mind providing a little bit of insight about the the networking tool that you guys have created, the networking website that I've been leveraging a lot? I really liked it. The webinar yesterday was outstanding. And you talked about outsourcing that work for things that you don't want to do. Definitely going to use that as well. Do you mind speaking a little bit about that? Yeah. Awesome. So this is more like in the business type of stuff. Um, one of the things I've always been passionate about doing is growing communities because I know like I live by the equation that exposure equals opportunity equals currency. So if you're listening, write that down because this equation will literally change your life no matter what you're doing. Exposure equals opportunity equals currency. And the thing is you can change currency. It doesn't have to be money. It could be more friends. It could be material items. It could be whatever you're after, right? Um, But basically, exposure comes from helping other people. So the more people that you help in the communities that you grow, well, all those people are looking for opportunities and people to connect with as well. But you just don't know what opportunities are out there. So if you build the communities, they essentially equal opportunities that are going to come. So that exposure from growing communities gives you opportunities, which then eventually, in my case, leads to different things. Projects, which equal money, or new connections, which I meet investors. Again, however you want to set that, and then you can flip it, whereas this is what we were going through yesterday in that Mighty Network, and I'll get into that in a second, is if you're a person, like a videographer, and you're making money doing video, maybe you have currency, right? But you don't have enough exposure. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my currency and then I'm going to give an opportunity to a Facebook ad specialist who's then going to give me the exposure that I need. And then it's a cyclical cycle. So then I'm going to get more projects and more opportunities, which then is going to get me more currency. And then it just keeps looping back and forth. So that's kind of how I live by. So that's the inspiration behind like growing communities. Um, the Mighty Networks started, and this is MightyNetworks.com. So any any owner business people out there, anybody that's looking to start their own community, um, if you don't want to do Facebook, this is a great tool to use. It's MightyNetworks.com, and they allow you to build your own internal communities off of that. gives it gives you its own app. You can build courses on it. You can charge memberships. However you want to do it, it gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, but it started because I run a lot of events here in Austin, Texas, but because of COVID, that all stopped. So we started looking for ways where how can we get, like, we already know how to do this in person. Like, let's figure out how to do this digitally. Let's get hundreds of people in these groups and talking to each other and solving problems during a time where everybody's kind of like unsure what's going to happen. We all have our own problems that we're trying to solve. The biggest way to get that done and achieve that goal is to get people into a group, start conversing, um, because the best things happen where you can't even see them. So like, even if we start the group and people like DM each other, like I don't see that, but I know that at least I'm giving them the platform or the tool to make that happen. And then everybody, again, strive together, thrive together, grows as a team. Um, so that's really where the network that you're seeing Antonio started was um, the, the, whole, the whole like entrepreneurial journey of if a wall gets put in front of you, like how do you get over it? So I have this office here that he was mentioning. We were supposed to be throwing huge events here and doing different things in the community to give back. Well, that's not happening anymore. So I had to figure out how to continue to do that and continue to live by my, my core values. And fortunately, um, Mighty Networks is there to, to help brands like myself do that digitally. Now, what differentiates that from just using Facebook or LinkedIn? What's exactly your specific niche what differentiates it from so for using me, those other networks sorry for me segmentation but segmentation and i'm a systems guy so i have i can build like how we have the creative group i can also create a coaching group that's private all within one thing so i can have all these segmented um groups all in one and then i can also segment paid groups so like when i create we're spinning up a paid accountability group for coaches. Now they're going to, everyone's going to be in the overall mighty network. So I, you're going to have all the connections you want from there, but I can segment that one and make a course and an accountability group where they're paying through that. But like Antonio, you in the creative group, you don't get charged or anything like that. And you don't see any of that. So the ability to like segment and really serve people better in a more crystal clear way that's kind of why. Second reason is disruption. I'm always trying to do it differently. Like when most people go left, I'll go right. Everyone does Facebook groups. Everyone's on LinkedIn posting videos and stuff now. But how many people are really on Mighty Networks trying to figure out this new way of doing things? Not that many. So even if it comes with its pain points of like, I've had people reach out, like, I'm not really sure what to do or where to go or whatever. That actually helps me because it creates a better relationship with these people where then I give them a call and say, Hey, this is kind of how you navigate it. Do you have any problems that you're looking to solve right now? Is there anyone you're trying to get connected with? I can then be that personal touch point for them. So it actually has worked out to be better because everybody knows how to use Facebook, but even the pain points in this gives me a better relationship with the people that are joining it. Mm -hmm. People have passions. They have things that they believe in ideas they believe in. What do you see? What are some things that you see that are common on steps that they can be taking to actually make things happen and turn their passions and their goals into realities? Understand, Antonio was on the finance webinar yesterday. Understand that it's going to take money. And I think a lot of people are naive where they think they can just do what they love um, there's a lot of things I do throughout the day I, that I don't love to do. Um, but I know that they're going to lead to a life that overall every day is a, a day I loved. And, and I was happy in that moment because I can choose that. I think, and this is going into the creative group, a lot of creatives. And the reason that there's this definition of starving artist is a lot of them aren't going after solving problems. 
So where I kind of help people is, okay, let's actually do a run through right here. Landon, what are you passionate about? I'd say right now in my life, I'm passionate about financial planning and being an advisor and planner to people and helping them really figure out what's important to them and getting to their, their goals. Okay. And what is the number one problem that you've seen in that, in the customers that you're working with? You know, I would, I would just say a lack of a vision for what they want to create and how to get to that goal from, from A to B in the most tax efficient way. Generally, nobody wakes up in the morning and has the time, knowledge, or desire to figure that stuff out on their own. You know? Okay, cool. So I, man, that was a great answer. So what I would do is I would create a tech tool around helping people find their vision. And then you bring in your passion for the financial side of it. And then you merge those two together because that is something that people would pay for. People would pay to solve their problem. So if their problem isn't necessarily finances, but it's more so like, what do I do with these finances over a 10 year period? Well, if I don't know even what I want to do in 10 years, you Landon should find out how to solve them not knowing what they want to do in 10 years. And like it's either tools or PDFs or eBooks. And then what you do is you say, Hey, look, I'm going to market. You probably have some money, but what do you want to do in 10 years? Here's a 10 step guide to figure out what you want to do in 10 years. And you say, Oh, once you figure that out, I love to help you put your money in places that will help you achieve this 10 year goal. Please reach out to me at XYZ, right? So helping them understand that while you're passionate about something, the customer might not be passionate about paying you for what you think you want to do. You have to figure out what that pain point is, and then you sell them into the solution that you provide and you merge your passion with your problem to gain a profit. So it's three P's. So passion, profit, and then you're going to get the profit by solving the problems of the customer or that client. So that's in simplicity. That's kind of how I go about it. Cause everyone I talk to is like, I have this idea and then I have this idea right. and I'm right, so right, right, riled right. up, but it's just like, people don't pay for ideas. They pay for solutions to their problems. Mm-hmm. So where like a good instance is fitness coaches, they love helping people get fit, right? Well, most people, their problem isn't, I want to be fit and whatever. Their problem is, I want to feel confident going into work. I want to feel better around my husband or wife. So you find that initial, like, what is that true pain point? And then you market towards that and you're going to do much better in your business. It sounds counterintuitive, but I'm telling you, it works like crazy. So a question to build off that too. So for those of us listening that are, you know, taking action and they maybe, maybe resource wise, they don't have a ton of liquidity, a ton of cash on hand. What are some resources that are out there for people to connect with investors or or to get access to money? You know, a lot of younger entrepreneurs are listening to our podcast and I know that there's some people that have great, you know, great visions or they're putting things into action. They're not, they're willing to spend the money. Maybe they just don't have that cash up front. What would you say to to folks that are listening that might be in that in that situation? Money's never the problem. Your work ethic is <laughs> money finds you when you work hard, you network with good people, and you're constantly, constantly learning. So I I realize this when so I have a couple mentors and people that have invested in me and in in different ways. It's not always money. Um, but a lot of people, they're like, I have this idea. They're young. Like, I have this idea and I want to raise money for it. But they actually haven't done the work to see if this idea can scale. So it comes back to understanding what do the guys or girls that give you money, what do they truly want? It's not money. Like, they have enough money. People that invest have enough money. So when you really th- think about it, what is it that they want out of life by investing their money? Um, in a younger person that has an idea, it's way more intangible than what most people think it is. It's, they want to have impact. They want to help the world. They want to drive change. They want to help the kids around them that they were when they were the young entrepreneur. So what you think about is, okay, if I'm young, what do I have? Well, I got time. That's an asset to me. I also have connections in this new digital world that an investor might not have. So what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to bust my butt and live by core values of I'm going to work hard and document what I'm doing 
And then I'm going to think about like, who would be a really good investor for me? What do they look like? No one really thinks this through. They're just like, I want money. So that's the number one problem. But if you really think about it, it's just like, okay, I'm an ex-athlete. So I'll, I'll go based off myself. I was an ex-athlete. I like fitness and health. Um, I like podcasting and media side of things and sharing knowledge and education. So what I did was I just started talking about all that. I blogged about it. I wrote about it on my LinkedIn and my Instagram account. And then I showcased on my stories every single day, the effort that I was putting in to connect with people, even though I didn't really have any money. What ended up happening was I got a LinkedIn message from a guy who's now my mentor. He read one of my articles that I wrote on health and he realized what connected him to me was he was a startup founder and his health started to decline and he solved some of his health issues and he went on to sell a startup. So he's, he's good now, like in life and he's trying to give back. So he connected with me because I was struggling with my health. I'm a founder. I was showcasing what I was doing so he could see that like I lived, I did what I say I do. I help the people that I say I want to help. Again, I wasn't, I was just getting by. I was just making enough money, personal training. And then I was doing thrive on the side and he sits down and we start talking. And eventually we, we have a relationship where he invests in a couple of the projects that I do and helps me out. But then even on top of that, I still continue to show him what our interns are up to, what everything's going on. So he's literally me in 20 years where what I really care about is impact. He cares about impact. Now he knows he can't just impact people himself, right? He, his, his impact is much more scalable if he invests in other people that are already doing the impact, but he can directly see it nowadays. That's the beauty of LinkedIn, Instagram, blogging. They can see what you're up to. They can see what you're doing. Um, so anybody that's young and hustling out there, it's don't look for the money. Actually be invested in solving the problem that you're after and the money will find you because people invest in good people. That's, that's really what happens. Um, now, again, there are outliers. If you go to Silicon Valley, there's some really weird ideas that got funded um, for, for no reason that I, I would know, but that's not 9.9 .9 out of 10 people. That's not how it works. The game works where somebody knows somebody and is like, I really trust this guy. He's been, he's been grinding for three to five years. He's not going to stop. Like I have never give up tattooed on my rib cage. Like I'm not going to stop until this thing grows into something um, that I want it to be. So kind of saying that and then showing it holds a lot of weight with, um, especially like the people that have money, they're, they're more old school. Like there was no, there was no shade in the system. Like there is now like Facebook bots and ads and whatever. Like they had to hustle like cold call, cold email, grow their things from the ground up. So they're looking for that in young entrepreneurs. And I think a big point that you brought up that's really important is that you know, you can do all this blogging and all this networking nonstop. We live in a world that's instant gratification that we're looking for. And so people think after a month that things are going to come to fruition. And then they're like, ah, oh, I guess it's just not working. You're just saying you did this for three or five years before you started seeing like major results. And that's what I think we have to realize. We have to be so confident in our work ethic that the results don't matter for a while. And the results are guaranteed as long as we stay consistent on it. Oh, and 100%. Yep. And obviously, you're seeing that come to fruition now. And so I wanted to build off the investing thing. Obviously, investing money is huge, but investing time, how did you? How are you able to find a group of people such as your interns to really invest their time and share their vision with this company and really dedicate their time to being here and helping grow your thing? Invest in them. Uh, that's, that's one of my mottos is I, I always try to hold the leverage on the teeter-totter of reciprocity. So if you don't know what that word means, it's literally, I try to input more energy into other people than they do to me, always. Because I know that the universe is going to bring that back in massive scales. So when I run this internship a little bit differently um, than any other internship, and that's, that's on purpose, um, because I hated my internships when I was 18 and 19 years old. And I look about things... I'm always a customer first person. Um, I always think if I can, what can I do to make their experience the best in this world? Um, that's what's going to grow Thrive on Life because that's 
literally defining our core values, community, kindness, empathy, passion, grit, respect. I have to live that. So when they first came in, the first question was, what are you guys interested in? What do you want to learn? And who do you want to connect to? And that was it. And then basically Jake, who runs a brand called Into Uncomfortable, check him out online, um, comes in and he's like, okay, I like music. I'm a musician. I love design. I love art. I love X, Y, Z, right? I'm like, cool, let's do this. So one of the things that I challenged them on is he's semi-introverted and I'm like, the first day he had to get in front of the video camera and he crushed it. Like we put the mic on him, he's in front of the video camera. And of course, in the beginning, he's like messing up a little bit, but you see him start getting better and better and better. So I need you to do that with Landon, please. (laughs) Our goal is always to push the needle on people's lives and a lot like thriving happens when you get out of your comfort zone and you literally start achieving things that you never thought you could achieve. So his brand is called Into Uncomfortable. So I taught him a lesson where you can't run a brand called Into Uncomfortable if you're not getting uncomfortable every single day. Like that's how your brand's going to grow, right? So we started from day one with him there. Then the next thing is uh, Ashani runs a brand called I Kid You Not, which is about ultra learning. Um, and she's she's very much like me, loves to connect people. And she was, she was already doing this on LinkedIn where she was reaching out to people on LinkedIn. And one of the things that I saw on LinkedIn was she had tagged like 10 people that she had met individually, like on calls. And I was like, what you need to do is, okay, now that you tag them individually, I was like, I want you to connect all 10 of those people. So what you're going to do is you're going to host a mastermind. You're going to reach out to those 10 individuals that you spoke to individually, and you're going to connect all of them. And that's how your brand is going to grow through I kid you not is connecting people that love ultra learning. So most people are like, I don't know what to do. I don't have anything to start with. It's like, you don't really need much. You need your phone and your laptop. Start connecting people that have the similar things with you. Now, relating back to your specific question, the reason I told those two stories is because both of their internships looks very much different. Like Jake's working on some of his stuff and she's working on some of her stuff, but it's not necessarily working directly on Thrive because I think about the long run all the time. Well, what helps my company the most in the long run is teaching people how to fish. If she grows her company and he grows his company and then Thrive on Life help those two companies grow, now I'm the platform that helps companies grow. And they're going to go off and she's going to go to back to school and she's going to tell other people that have ideas, hey, you need to go to Thrive because they're going to help your ideas get off the ground. My long-term goal is education reform and creating accelerators and incubators. Well, I'm doing it right now. It's like right here at the start, at the ground level versus the ego in me, I won't lie, wants them to just work on everything Thrive, right? Fix our website, do our email campaigns there's little things in my business that don't get done. And it really annoys me because I just, not enough time in a day. Right. But it's always that long-term mentality when it comes to internships. That's where I think I didn't receive that same experience. It was like, here's Excel sheets to help your boss, <laughs> like do his job better. Rather like my job for them isn't to have them help me do my job better. My goal is to help them do their jobs better and build their companies better and then go off and teach other people how to fish because that's going to show a better rev- representation of what our brand is all about. I think I think such a big problem in the corporate world today and just in the internships that are out there for most that most kids are getting into is these people these companies are just grabbing handfuls and handfuls of kids in college and maybe you know fresh out of college they're just chucking them all at a wall with mind numbing tasks and just seeing who sticks like, you know what I mean? there's not a lot of purpose driven. And they that was my experience. It sounds like you may have had something similar, but yep. you know, um, I, I know we're kind of winding towards 40 minutes here. And and usually this is kind of the part where I ask, you know, what do you want to leave our guests with? How can they follow you? Um, and then Tony will, will kind of fill in with his remarks or additional questions. So what, so I guess, what do you want to leave our guests with, whether it's just a statement of motivation or just, just lay it down to us. Well, uh, again, thank you guys for for having me on here. It's been awesome. And I look forward to continue following your journey. And what I want to leave anyone here with is to remind yourself that at any given moment, like someone else out there is going through the same struggle that you're going through. You're not alone. 
And that's really what Strive Together, Thrive Together is about is we're not alone in this. Like there is no competition. So be okay with reaching out for help and connecting with other people. We live in a society where you go to school when you're five years old and all the way through 22, 23, you raise your hand and you get the answer wrong. People make fun of you. But in the entrepreneurial world, that's not how it works. At least not when you're around me and people that I hang around. It's if you have a question, we have a whole camaraderie that helps you try to get to that next level because we all know how hard it is. So don't be stuck in, again, in your own office, in your own house, get outside the office, start connecting with other people and realize that there are people out there that truly want to help you. Well said, man. And before we, uh, before we wrap up quick, I know I, I totally forgot. We had some questions that came in that I actually posted on oh, the yeah. network. Yeah. So I posted a, uh, a thread basically saying, Hey, we're interviewing CJ. Anyone got any questions for us? And so I'm just going to run rapid fire real quick, just uh, really concise answers if you don't mind. Yep. Uh, just run you a couple through. So from Chris Acevedo, how do you keep yourself motivated when you feel unmotivated? Okay. Motivation is a lie. Discipline is really, really you want to sit. Um, and we were going through this last week with Ashani, but again, I'll keep this short. Um, the way that you stay disciplined is you attach to a long-term goal and you realize that this thing is going to take a long time. We're always looking for motivation from other people or other things. The discipline comes from, okay, if I'm building a business, it's going to take 10 years and attaching it to 10 years. It's just sharpening the ax. So stay disciplined. Don't look for motivation. I like that a lot. From Hamza, how do you navigate ambiguity in entrepreneurship? It's a good yeah, question. Of course, of course Hamza is going to come at you with the higher <laughs> question there. So yeah, that's a, that's a tough one um, because there's so many things you can bite on. But the one way that I navigate it is core values. So I'm so steadfast in my core values. And does this person, project, or business that I'm working with align with those core values one by one? Like, is this person kind? Are they respectful? Are they empathetic? Are they gritty? Like literally going through that and then it takes away that ambiguity of do I go left or do I go right in every given moment. I kind of just lean on my core values and stick with my gut and my why. And that just keeps that keeps me at peace. And peace is really where you want to be at in, in your business is I'd rather take less money to be at peace than to take a ton of money and be at stress. And I know this because when I was an engineer, I was highly stressed and was making really good money. And I left that world. And ever since I left, I'd rather... Again, I've, I haven't even taken a salary from Thrive yet, so I haven't made any money. <laughs> but I've been funneling the money back into the company, and that that has that has paid dividends that I can't even explain to people. It's going to explode, man, for sure. So now we got the last question here, and I'll I'll answer this real quick, and then you get your answer because I experienced this as well. Do you ever experience feelings of burnout, and if so, how do you fight against those feelings? And someone who just honestly, I would just experience some burnout about a month ago because, like, right when COVID started. I was on this crazy flow of like just nonstop working uh, X amount of hours a day, crazy amounts, just taking on new tasks nonstop. You think that you're on top of the world and you could achieve everything. And then eventually it all comes crumbling down when you realize, hey, I can't do 10 million things at once. So I guess the one way to fight those feelings, I think, would be focus on the priorities first and then everything else is secondary. So make sure you have those three to four core priorities that you have to get done and then other projects uh take secondary? What would you say for that? To keep it short, this answer depends on the person. So certain people can get away with four hours of sleep. Certain people can go away with seven. Certain people need 10 hours of sleep. Certain people have diseases. I have an autoimmune disease. So what I would tell people is have the understanding and the self-awareness to optimize your own game and focus on Again, the long run, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. It's a Navy SEAL term. Three to five things done that need to get done that day rather than wants. Wants will creep up. Oh, I want to go grab coffee. Oh, I want to go to this meeting. Uh, but what needs to get done to push your needle forward on your long-term goal 
for your optimize because it's less about like, I mean, read the four hour work week, systemize and work on the things that really push the needle. And I'll pivot into another way to kind of visualize this is what is the big domino to push over every single day? So a good example for this is Landon and Antonio have a podcast. Well, if they grow this podcast, every other part of their business is going to grow. But if they focus on growing their Twitter or just their Instagram, which is what a lot of people do is they only have one track thing. And really, what does that help you do at the end of the day versus you can monetize your podcast, right? Now, again, I know you can monetize Instagram and Twitter. I'm just giving an example. Your podcast touches every part of your business versus a lot of people silo themselves off in their tasks and they work on tasks that don't actually help the overall company move forward. You always want to be focused on what moves the company forward, not what feels good and what task I can check off to make myself and my ego feel better. Because a good example would be tweeting at that guy and like communicating with that guy feels good, but is it moving your business forward? Maybe, maybe not. But like this podcast, you get a couple great people on here. They share it. You start growing, your business start growing, like focus on the things that are the big domino that if you knock that over, it knocks everything else over. Boom. CJ, how can our listeners follow your journey? Easiest way is at Thrive on Life on Instagram or at cj.finley, F-I-N-L-E-Y on Instagram. That's probably the platform I'm on most. Um, or go to our website, thriveonlife.com and join our mighty network, man. Cause it's not about me. I'm telling you, there's some really badass people like Landon and Antonio and people like you guys in the group and even more so, uh, the connections that everybody in the group has. So I'll, I would rather point you towards those. And then also my team, Ashani, Jake, uh, Hamza, Jasmine, John, everybody else who works with us, uh, connect with them. Um, I'm just one prong. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many amazing yeah. people that you could connect with. Yeah, definitely uh, implore you guys to hop on that network. I've been grinding it nonstop, just putting a check, putting it on a on, a, on my planner. Hey, post at least once a day and thrive on thrive on life network. It's just a great tool to, especially people that we may need to connect with in the future in terms of outsourcing other things. Because I know nothing about digital design and editing stuff, so it's it's a great tool to use to connect with other people. So really awesome stuff that you got going on. Really appreciate it. Oh, I, I have a whole podcast system I can show you from the ground up because I have a whole team that helps me with mine. And again, I won't take credit for this. They put it together, but I think you guys are going to, you're going to love it. It helps a lot. Awesome. Yeah. We'll talk about that and really appreciate all the value you brought guys. Thank you so much for listening. CJ, thanks so much for coming on. Really glad to connect and everyone else have a great day. Thank you. Tuning in to the Learn Lead Podcast, where you get to own your life. Stay tuned for our future guests coming soon. Make sure to like and subscribe.